In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. On this Monday in Passion Week, we have as the secret for the Mass, the prayer over the offerings before the beginning of the canon, grant us, O Lord our God, that this saving victim may become the expiation of our sins and a propitiation with thy majesty. Our Lord has already spoken to us earlier in Lent of how he is the true sign that the Jews have been seeking. He tells them, in fact, that the sign they seek, though they should not seek any further proofs, has already come to them, for they have already had the sign of Jonah the prophet. And he tells them, just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, so must the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. Our Lord has made it clear that among all the prophets, it is Jonah who truly prefigures our Savior. He is the true prophecy of the death and resurrection of Christ, not only in his words, but most especially in his life. And so today we hear in the epistle from Jonah the prophet, although we hear at the end of that book of prophecy, and we do not hear of the part where he is cast out of the boat and eaten by the whale. It is rather afterwards, and so it begins, in those days the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach in it the preaching that I bid thee. This is very noteworthy for us. Indeed, I have not had the chance to record another episode of my class on the prophets. We have not even made it to the prophets, properly so speaking, yet. But when we do, we will discover that Jonah is the first of all the prophets in time. He was the very first one to preach. It was the first time in the Old Testament that we hear the true prophetic voice as, as a book of the Bible, though of course there were other prophets that preceded him. Nevertheless, when we speak of the books of the prophets and their mission, Jonah is the first. And so it is very remarkable that Jonah was sent not to preach to the Hebrews, but to the Gentiles. This we see, and it is for this reason that we have this gospel today, where the Jews, continuing to stumble over our Lord's miracles and the truth that is so plainly before them, do not understand his, his words and ask, whither will he go that we shall not find him? Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? What is this saying that he hath said, you shall seek me and shall not find me? They do not know the truth of their words, just as Caiaphas in a few days will say that it is expedient that one man should die for the people, not knowing the full meaning of his words. Yet these words are truly prophetic. Our Lord is the new Jonah. He has already told us this. But we find the truth of this revealed especially today. That is, Jonah, by being cast forth from the boat, was the propitiation for the divine wrath. So now our Lord Jesus Christ, the new Jonah, is the propitiation of the divine wrath. He takes away the wrath of God forever so that we may find only mercy. 
Jonah, the name of whom means dove, was cast forth from the boat. Just as once long ago another dove was cast forth from the boat, and the, the word is the same in the Hebrew, Noah sent forth a Jonah from the ark, he sent forth a dove. And he went the first time and returned finding nothing. Then he returned the second time with an olive branch. And then the third time went forth and did not return so that they knew that now the water had dried from the earth. This is a prophecy which we will hear on Easter night. So too now, the Jonah of the Old Testament belongs to the prophets for the prophet's method message went forth, but it did not confer grace. It did not yet bear fruit. The old law only gave knowledge of sin. However, then came the new Jonah, who would come forth with an olive branch. The new Jonah is our Lord Jesus Christ, who, with his sacraments, represented by the olive branch, brings sanctifying grace, and so does not return empty-handed, but brings with him a host of captives, all the souls which are redeemed by the grace of the New Testament. Finally, though, a third time the dove will come forth, and that is the dove, which is the Holy Spirit. And this dove will go forth upon the earth and will not return. That is the mission of the Holy Spirit, which, as the gospel makes clear today, is prophesied by our Lord. This mission of the Holy Spirit will endure until the end of time. For as we read in today's gospel, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth in me, as the scripture saith, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now this he said of the Spirit, which they should receive who believed in him. This was hinted at already last week as well, and at the end of the week on Friday when we spoke, and there too was prophesied the coming of the Holy Spirit. As we reach the end of Lent, and we are in the midst of Passiontide, because our Lord at this time speaks more and more of the coming of the paraclete, so too we see that it is almost a time of a certain advent, that is, we are preparing now for Pentecost already, even though our Lord has not yet died and risen again. Nevertheless, we prepare very distantly already for the time of Pentecost. What is most poignant, and this is why the church begins the epistle where she does, is this phrase, the second time. This is the moral sense which we are to take from today's Mass, that first of all, like those catechumens in ancient times, we heard of these saving waters to come. And so we first heard preaching, like the catechumens of old, and we embraced the gospel and were baptized. Now, however, our Lord in his mercy comes to us even a second time. Already a second time, that is, year after year, even long after the time of our baptism, our Lord comes to us in Lent with this gospel and with this preaching. Again and again, this gentle reminder that we may avail ourselves of the grace of this new Jonah, of this saving victim, which alone can appease the divine wrath, even though our time is fleeting. For like the Jews, we are reminded today that one day 
we will have no further time. We will seek our Lord as our Savior, and we will no longer find him. We will find him only as our judge. But while time still remains, we thank God for this precious, indeed inestimable gift of time, and heed our Lord's call to come. And if we are thirsting, let us come and drink from those living waters by which we may obtain the forgiveness of our sins and life everlasting. Amen.